بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله إن شاء الله today we'll continue looking at the ayah we looked at the last video ayah 15 of surah al-jathiyah بعد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم من عمل صالحا فلنفسه ومن أساء فعليها ثم إلى ربكم ترجعون صدق الله العظيم. So in the last video we spoke about this ayah which says whoever does a salihah a good action then it is for themselves i.e. it is not Allah subhanahu wa taala who is the benefactor of the action the benefactor. The one who benefits from the action is the, the nafs themselves, is the person themselves, not Allah, because Allah is not in need of our good actions. Allah tells us to do that, but the benefactor of that is the person who does it. And whoever does a bad action, it doesn't harm Allah in any way, it harms the person themselves. Then to your Lord. You will return. So last video we spoke about the benefit of the action in focusing on the Akhirah. And this is normally what when we sp speak about the A'amal al-Salihat, the good actions and staying away from the sins, we, the focus nor is almost always on the Akhirah. That the benefit is in the Akhirah. But we also need to focus on the benefit of doing the A'amal al-Salihat and staying away from the sins in the dunya. And the reason I say this is, is an interesting uh, uh, enlightenment maybe from the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says whoever does a good action, falinafsih. It is for themselves and whoever does a bad action, it is against themselves. Thumma. So here the particle thumma, which means then, is used. Now, I am no mufassir, I'm no expert in Arabic language, and this is something I'm trying to find out. Is this thumma in reference that the ila rabbikum turja'un? Then to your Lord you are returning. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us here that the benefit of the action is twofold. In the dunya, then in the Akhirah. So I'm doing research into this to find out if this is the case. Even if it's not the case in this ayah, we know that definitely this is the case of the Sharia that it benefits us in the dunya and in the Akhirah. In the dunya we can see that the benefit of the Sharia benefits us in multiple ways. The individual from following the Sharia, it benefits their mind. It gives them contentment. It gives them sabr. It allows them to endure difficulties. And life is full of difficulties. So it gives us the strength of mind. It gives us the strength of the body. Now we are in the month of Ramadan. And Ramadan is a spiritual month. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the purpose of fasting is that we, uh, we attain piety. 
but much research has been done in modern times into the benefits of fasting and fasting is amazing for the body as well amazing it detoxes it cleanses it increases growth hormones it is amazing for the body as well so nothing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered is bad for us rather it is good for us in the dunya and in the akhirah so fasting is a clear example of that and for the soul we live in a society which is a a religious society and we can see that people have a huge spiritual gap in their lives so the sharia gives us as an individual strength of mind in this dunya in reference to this dunya and the a good yani good for our body good for our health and for our spiritual side our soul as well looking one step further because the sharia isn't only for the individual islam is not only for the individual islam is for life in totality so we look to the family islam gives the family structure it gives it warmth it gives its guidance into how that family should lead itself going one step further looking at the extended family the uncles the aunties the grandparents the extended family it creates a unit a network of love and support and then if we go one step further looking at the community it creates respect we have rules related to the neighbors we have rules related to interaction with the environment interaction with other people it creates respect something hugely lacking in modern western societies it gives rights rights to every individual in that community the old and the young the weak and the poorly the sick and the well and it creates a structure it gives a society the community a structure and then we go one step further looking at the society it gives again a structure because it gives it introduces rulers in islam we have a ruling system we have a ruler who is the khalifa we have governors who are walis we have mayors who are amils it gives a structure to society in terms of a ruling structure islam is a political system it gives rules for all aspects of life from the economic to the social to the environmental to taxes to money uh, monetary systems to language to schooling to 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 the arts to education it gives rules for all aspects of life it focuses on wealth distribution rather than wealth creation which is what is capitalism focused on it it focuses on the distribution of that wealth it creates a social cohesion cultural advancement if you look into islamic history the muslims were the most advanced people on the earth when they implemented islam and it creates technological progression not technological progression at the expense of the environment rather technological progression in line and in harmony with the environment look to islamic history the muslims were also the most technologically advanced but not technological advancement where we destroyed the world in which we live and it creates a an islam being from the creator of all not only the creator of man the creator of all the creator of the earth the planets the trees 
the animals, the insects, the ecosystem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a system that is in harmony with all life on earth. This is the Sharia of Islam. And if we contrast that with Western civilization, since the Enlightenment, enlightenment please go and research the Enlightenment. Enlightenment was a period in modern Western history where they found out that we can f use our brain. We have a brain. Oh, and now we can rid ourselves of the dogma of Christianity. And therefore, uh, we can work out everything for ourselves. The mind should decide everything. And after that period, there was huge technological advancements. But in balance to that, con with huge technological, technological advancements that we have seen, we have seen on the other side, chaos everywhere else. We have seen misery, social breakdown, crime-ridden societies, the misbalance between the sexes, sexual catastrophe, even reaching down to the primary schools, and environmental collapse, where the earth itself is on its knees. So look, subhanAllah, the Sharia doesn't only give us a gateway to paradise. It creates harmony for us, all of us on life, Muslim and non-Muslim, because Islam isn't only for Muslims. Islam is for all life on earth. And this is something which is the beauty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the Sharia. He said, Tibiyanan li kulli shay wa hudaw wa rahmatan wa bishra li muslimin. It is a huda, it is a guidance. It is a rahma. So the Sharia and Islam is a rahma for us in this life and the next. And a bushra li muslimin and a good tidings for the believers. So this Sharia is our salvation in this life and in the next. وأقول كولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم